going to continue that a little bit. We're also going to continue with our message series on freaking out and why we don't have to. We don't have to freak out. It doesn't matter our circumstances. And we're going to kind of focus on this idea of this, that a, a heart full of Jesus is a peace that never changes. It's Paul. So a heart full of Jesus, just kind of pull that apart a little bit, is a peace that never changes. It's Paul. So we go on the next slide that says this. In Christ, peace is possible regardless of our circumstances. The pulse of our peace doesn't have to change when things get tough, when life gets tough, but peace doesn't have to leave us. And the simple title of today's message is simply, Find Peace. Find Peace. And I feel like this this can preach, right? This can preach, but let's not take my words for it. Let's take John 14, God's words for it. That's where we're going to focus this morning. So if you want to get your Bibles out, um, get out your message notes, whether you're using paper or online in the app, uh, we're going to go right there. But before we do that, just a quick setup. This is such an important part of Scripture. This is the time where Jesus has pulled his disciples together to the upper room. Remember this, his public teaching ministry is done. At this point, he's no longer publicly teaching and ministering. He wanted to pull people together. And on this night, it's just for him and disciples. Remember what just happened a few days before that? It was the triumphal entry. We celebrate Palm Sunday, right? And what was happening? People are like, here's the king. He's here. This guy who's done all these amazing miracles, he is now here. And they're, they're yelling, Hosanna, blessed be the name of the Lord. And just a few days later, those same people would be yelling, crucify him crucify him. What a change of events. And so they're in the upper room, and what happens before this, as it starts, Jesus did this remarkable thing. This is the king of kings. He takes off his outer garment, and he gets low, and he starts washing the disciples' feet. The king of kings doing this, that was confusing to them. And then he marked that Judas is going to betray him, and he said, did you just go and do what you need to do, and do it quickly? And all of a sudden, can you imagine being in that room? You've been together for three years, and this is happening. The guy who's in charge of your money is going to go and do that. And then Peter says, you know, I would give my life for you, Jesus. And Jesus said, huh, you're going to deny that you even know me three times before morning. Can you imagine that tension? And this is the next thing that Jesus said. Would you stand for the reading of God's word this morning? So imagine the tension in the room, and Jesus says this. Let not your hearts be troubled. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If I were not so, would I have told you that I go there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself. That where I am, you may also be. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. And Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? 
The words that you say, that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me also will do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father." Whatever you ask in my name, this, will, this I will do. The Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Verse 25. These things I've spoken to you while I'm still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you? Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Father God, this morning, that is the cry of our hearts. Will you show us your scripture? Will you reveal to each of us what we need to hear and apply today? In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So the disciples are in this room, and they're thinking, Three years ago, we, we left our houses, our jobs, our families to follow you, and now you're going away, and you're saying that this guy's going to betray you, and, and this guy's going to deny you, and what do you say? Let not your hearts be troubled. Are you kidding me? How can we not be doing that? This is to disciples. This is not to the public. This is not to the general world. This is to us. Anyone who has a relationship with Jesus Christ is a disciple. This is for us. He's saying to you, even the worst situation, in your worst moment, in the worst, most stressful season, he's saying, let not your hearts be troubled. And he says, my peace I give, my peace I leave with you. In even this most stressful, confusing, anxiety-creating moments, he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. I am going to give you my peace. So imagine us in this time. Can, can we do that? Can we have this peace? Let's say in a moment like this, when you have a, a fender bender, he says, yeah, we can have peace. Their, their time was much worse than a fender bender. How, how about this? Uh, the time when you just feel stuck and you don't know what to do next. You don't know what's going on. Or you walk into the laundry room and this happens at the end of a day and you don't know there's laundry piled up all over and you relate with that. Like one more thing on top of an already busy day. Let not your heart be troubled. How about this? You just received that pink notice. You're losing your job. Or how about we just received, we went through this, tornadoes and windstorms and trees down. Have peace. How about the stock market? I'm trying to ignore that right now personally because that can be terrifying. What about looking around online or in the news at Ukraine, what's going on there? The war that's happening and the battles that there. It's just, Ukraine's just a really tough place. You see moments like that. And then finally, an emergency room. Some of you may be in one right now. I was just talking to someone yesterday who's in the emergency room and it's going through a tough situation. But God says, have peace, even in these situations. That's really hard. Don't raise your hand, but I think there's three kind of views of peace. One is peace is possible. That, is, that, is that your heart, or, or is it something else? Or is it this, that peace is occasional? You can't, you can't always have peace, but it is occasional. Or peace is impossible. Peace is impossible. There's only maybe one way that I can get peace, 
It's in the circumstances of peace. I can't have peace in the emergency room, but maybe on the beats. Maybe on the beats. Yeah, I can have peace on the beats. For some of you, that's where you go. Or others, it's, it's grandma with your granddaughter. I mean, those are beautiful, peaceful moments. Or maybe you just need to get in a cool car, you know, the muscle car that you love to drive through. Maybe it looks like that. Or, or maybe it's reading in a hammock. I love to just sit and read. I do enjoy that. Or if you're dad and you have a little daughter, a little son, you have those just cool moments. Those are peaceful. And then I just had to throw this picture up. I don't know. Someone's enjoying peacefulness right there. But it's like, Lord, that's how I can have peace. I need circumstances like that. That is how peace is possible. But remember, a heart full of Jesus is a peace that never changes its pulse. We just read that peace is possible in all circumstances. Jesus said that. I'm going to show you a few ways that the scripture uh, says that. Number one is we can have peace because of what we're told. We can have peace because of what we're told. Let not your hearts be troubled, but believe in me. Believe in also in me. Believe in God and believe in me also. You know what this is? This isn't a suggestion. This is, this is a commandment. You see, there's a thing happening right now. He can look in the room. There's this tension and the anxiety among the disciples. And he says, wait a minute. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in me else. This is a command. And here's the thing about a command. I, a question for you is this. Would Jesus ever give you a command that was impossible for you to keep? Would Jesus ever give us a command that's impossible for us to keep? This is a beautiful aspect of God. With commandments comes the capability to follow through, to do the commandments. The Bible says he knows all about us, right? With God, all things are possible. God does not give you more than you can handle. God knew you in your mother's womb. God knew you every fiber in your being. He would not give us a command that we were not capable to keep. So we got to, he says, stop stressing out. And that's a really good uh, interpretation of this let not your hearts be troubled stop stressing out in your toughest situation there's a command for us we've got to remember that we've got to remember that think of the 10 commandments we we, we don't do those i hope this is one kind of like that it's a command peace is also possible because of this where you go Peace is possible for you because of where you go. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and, and will take you to my house. That where I am, you will be also. Think of that. For 2,000 years, he's been preparing a house for you. This isn't just a bland blanket. You know, everyone's kind of the same. This is a personalized house for you, a room for you. It's amazing. But he's not just talking about a place. He's also talking about the ability to get to that room, the opportunity to get there through Jesus Christ. And not just that, he's also saying, it's not just about getting there. And once you're there, I'm giving you the ability to abide with me. We're going to be neighbors. We're going to be right there together. So I think too often in our world, we get so stressed out about what's going on. It feels permanent. But think about everything we go through is seasonal. And then there's another season. But all those seasons go by quickly compared to eternity. We don't keep heaven in front of us enough. If we kept Kevin in front of us, where we're going to go, the room, the opportunity, the abiding in Christ, I don't think this world would be as tough as we make it. 
we'd be focused on, I can't wait for that day. And I'm not going to let my heart be troubled today because God's got this. And he's got a plan for us in that room. Peace is possible because of where we go. Now, VBS this week, we shared the gospel a number of different ways. And eventually, I'm going to get this yellow balloon out of this pile of balloons. This has never been a gifting of mine. But what do you think this yellow balloon stands for? Heaven. This is God, right? And so we just shared... One of the ways we share the gospel was through this on Wednesday night. If your child was there on Wednesday night. So there is heaven. There's God. The problem was we're over here. And God and heaven are over there. There is a separation. And the whole reason for that separation is a gray balloon. (laughs) It's a gray balloon. The reality is this gray balloon stands for everything that keeps us separated from God. It's everything that holds us back. It's our sin. It's the murk. It's the decisions that are just not godly, and they hold us back. But we do try and do some things on our own. That doesn't mean you're a wretched, horrible person. You're like, we might help our neighbor. We might do our homework. We might do other things. I feel like we get closer, but there's still that separation between us and God, isn't there? But we still want to try and get there, but this is holding us back, and we can't get to heaven because we're stuck with this gray balloon. We can't get there. But we also know that peace is possible because of what you'll know. Because of what we'll know. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going to go. How can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. So we have this gray balloon, we've got sin, it's holding us back, it's holding us down. But guess what? The Bible helps us know how to move past this. And what is this? What does red stand for often? Love. In this case, it's God's love. And what else do we know about that? We know that we are, you know, he is, I am the way, the truth, and life. Nobody comes to the Father but through me. We know that through this Bible, the knowledge of this, we know that we can overcome sin because the Bible talks about it, right? The Bible tells the whole story about the cross, about the crucifixion, about our sin, and the only way that we can find our way to heaven is through Jesus Christ, his sacrifice on the cross, his death, his resurrection, And that's the knowledge of it. We know these things. These are true. And now I've got a gray balloon and I've got a red balloon and I figure with that knowledge and that, it's going to overcome the grayness of my life. What do you think? Is that going to do it? Can I get to heaven if I know about God? It holds us back, doesn't it? It holds us back. We we know about it, but the red balloon, it's still not the right color balloon. We still are holding on to our sin. It doesn't overcome it. There's one more thing we've got to do. You see, D.L. Moody says this. D.L. Moody says, a great many people are trying to make peace. But that has already been done. God has not left it for us to do. All we have to do is enter into it. So guess what? We can enter into it. We can move past knowledge. We can find forgiveness of our sins. We just need to enter into it. And so we can know about it but we need to do something about it. There's just one thing that God asks us to do, and that is confess Christ as Savior and Lord. We need to admit our sins. We need to go to the Lord and say, hey, I truly believe that you died for my sins. You can forgive me, and you rose on the third day. We have to confess that. There is a confessional element. And guess what? We get a white balloon. 
The reality is, Satan, he's got a red balloon. He's got all the knowledge, but he refuses to accept. And so once we accept Jesus as our Savior and Lord, we get this white balloon. And I got a question. Do you think once you receive Christ, you get a white balloon? Do you think we can get to heaven? There's this connection, of course. The connection we have with God, all of a sudden it's real and it's genuine. And guess what? Through a white balloon for forgiveness of our sins, through admitting that Jesus Christ is our Savior and Lord, we can be right here in one of the many, many rooms that God has prepared for us. And we can have forgiveness today and we can have peace today. That's one of the ways that we can have peace is having an accepting relationship with Jesus Christ. I gotta stop for just a moment. Parents, if your kid, your child was one of the 209 kids there on Wednesday night, guess what? They saw a version of this, kind of a kid version where we had kids holding the balloons and doing the whole thing. They have heard the gospel. They know the gospel. It's an incredible opportunity. One of the greatest things that I've ever experienced as a dad was many years ago is Easter weekend, and my kids... They'd gone to Good Friday service, and they'd gone to Easter Sunday, and they start asking us about Jesus, about God, about his death, about his blood, about his resurrection, all these questions about salvation, and we were able to answer them, and at the end, my sons are like, can, can I ask Jesus into my heart? Oh, gets me even now, 20 plus years later. Of course, and we got to lead our kids into saving grace of Jesus Christ. One of the things I love about Grace students and, and Grace kids here at, at Grace is we're not going to come along and do the ministry for the parents. We want to come along and support to encourage and equip and resource you. That's why even though all these kids heard about the gospel several times, we didn't once say, hey, raise your hand if you want to accept Jesus and pray this prayer. We could have. But we want the parents to have that opportunity. So guess what, parents? If your kids are at VBS... The most fulfilling thing you can do if your child has not accepted Christ, ask them about the balloons. Ask them about the white and the gray and the red and the yellow balloons and what they mean, and then talk them through. And if they're ready, they might be ready to ask Christ into their heart. And if they're of that age where they really know what they're doing, let's baptize them. Wouldn't that be amazing? Parents want to come alongside you. Now, if you're not quite like ready to do that as a parent, you're like nervous of answering questions, we've got a resource for you. It's at the Connect Desk, I believe. It's also at the Children's Ministry area, the Kids Ministry. It's just simply called Start Here. Start Here. Pick up that resource. Hopefully, we've got enough for everybody, and that's something that's going to help you. But don't lose this opportunity. Your sons and daughters have heard the gospel. We, we teed it up for you. Love to see that happen. So finding peace, it happens through a relationship with Jesus Christ. It also happens here in my patio chair. And I've talked about this a little bit, but the reality is we go through life and we're busy and we're running. We have Christ in our heart and that's great. Do you guys like to be hidden? Probably so. <laughs> but this, I, I love to sit on, it's on, on a, a patio, my deck my wife and I built. By the way, if you want to learn how to drill screws into a, a deck, ask my wife. She probably put more in than I did. Amazing. And there's our mic problems that I mentioned earlier. I'll put this out here to connect a little better. I sit in this chair in the morning, the sun's coming up, 
And I have my Bible, I have my journal, and there's just this precious time. It's just the Lord and I, and, and he's speaking to me in his word. I might be journaling prayers. I might be writing about a scripture passage, a verse that jumps out. And there's just something, and, and then I'll be praying for, I'll be praying for you, I'll be praying for our staff. There's something that happens there. And people ask me sometimes, you know, who've gotten gotten to the moment, Craig, are you, I was this joyful, I was that happy, and, and I have bad days, but the reason I am joyful and happy is because of like this chair and other places that I commit to being at in the morning, connecting with Christ in real ways. I don't just do a quiet time going down the road in my car. I hear people doing that. and like, you're not really having a conversation with the Lord in that way. It's still good, but it's different than we have this focus. If you want peace in your life, this is the place to start. The reason I'm telling you about this right now is I just went through a time I had two weeks where, sadly, five weeks ago, I got COVID. Two and a half years, I made it without it, and then five weeks ago, I got COVID. And I was down pretty, pretty hard for two weeks. I know a number of you had it a lot worse than I did, but man, it was weird. Like, every three days, a, a new thing, like, crept up, and it was weird. But I uh, got through that. But, but the reality is, for two weeks, sadly, I, I didn't crack my Bible. I wish I could say I sat around and read my Bible and prayed. I just didn't, and I can make excuses and reason. But the reality is I went two weeks. And then I came out of that, and I realized as I'm feeling better, it's like I've been disconnected from Christ for two weeks. Now, I watched church online several, and that was good, but I just felt disconnected. I didn't have peace. I got agitated a lot easier. Even like I didn't have clarity in, in decisions I needed to make or as I reached out to people to counsel with them, I just didn't feel like I had you know, the direction of God. And so each day, I'd, I'd, you know, as I started feeling better, I started having those quiet times and felt reconnected. And guess what? Peace didn't return because I did one quiet time. Sometimes we think, hey, I'll go to church and read my Bible a couple times a month, I'm good. Peace will not come to you if that's your approach. Peace came because each day I added another quiet time. I added that connection with Christ. And I'm so thankful that over the next couple weeks, there's that reconnection just in time for vacation Bible school and sharing the gospel and just in time for bringing this message today. So it's my courage. We've got to receive Christ, but we've got to also keep the conversation going. If you don't, don't do that. Don't wonder why you have no peace. If you're not doing that, just... Assume that, well, guess what? You're probably not connecting with Christ in that way. He's really, you know, he's in your life. There's no doubt about it, but you don't have that connection. So I encourage you, before you go to bed, set your Bible out somewhere. Have a place in the time chosen and have a real conversation with God every single day. Peace is possible. One more point. Peace is possible because of what he'll show. Because of what he'll show. Verse 27 says this, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives to you, do I give. Not as the world gives. What does that mean, the world giving peace? What are some ways? I think health insurance is a way that the world gives peace. I think having a 401k, and maybe I can retire someday, that's nice. Having fire departments and EMS, that's a way the world gives peace. How about locks on doors for those of you who lock your doors? Laws for protection. There are hundreds of ways that the world gives peace, and I'm glad for, well, to say most of them, right? I'm glad for most of them. But those are the things 
that can go away. Those are circumstances that can be taken away. You can lose your insurance. You can lose your 401k. Those kind of things, those are circumstantial, kind of like the, the pictures you know, of the beach and stuff. Those are circumstantial. But Jesus is saying, not as the world gives. The world's peace of mind is circumstantially based. He's saying, as I give. Now, how do I know that? How do I know we're going to have troubles and that's not the kind of peace that we're going to talk about? John 16, 30, 33. This is just a couple of chapters later. Jesus is saying this. I have said these things to you that you, that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. This is not a surprise. Oh, my life is so hard. It's not a surprise. These are challenges. It's not a surprise. In the world, you will have tribulation. But take heart in the trial in the tribulation, in that really hard circumstance, I, Jesus, have overcome the world. He will show you his peace in this. The, the peace that Jesus gives is not because, not because of your situation, not because of your circumstances, it's in your circumstances. That's where peace is found. It's in those tribulations that he gives you peace. It's in the hospital. It's in societal breakdown. It's in the windstorm. It's in the loss of your job. It's in those situations as you lean in him, as you keep the conversation going with him, in your tribulations is where he will show you peace. And that's his promise to each of us. And Paul says in Philippians 4, 7, he says, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That can be a hard verse because here's the thing, God's peace surpasses our understanding. We can't know. We don't understand how his peace comes. We just can't fully understand it. It doesn't make sense that peace can be present in the midst of my worst tribulation how is peace possible in my worst moments? I don't get it. To this day, if you ask, hey, Pastor Craig, do you get it? I don't get it. You know why? It surpasses my understanding, all of our understanding. He says it right there. We can't understand it. It'll surpass our understanding. We can't comprehend that, but we can experience it in Christ Jesus. Let me wrap up this way. There's a, a really neat story I came across. It's a, a book from the 80s called A Wardrobe from the King. Picture this story. Picture this. Long ago, a man sought an image, a picture, a painting of what peace really looks like. He looked all over the world and not finding one, not being satisfied with anyone he, anything he found, he, he started a competition, a worldwide competition for all artists to paint a picture of peace. Well, this kind of got people excited in the artist world. They kind of all had their own idea of peace. They sent everything into him. They collected them all. They covered them. And then they had one day of revealing these paintings. And the judges uncovered one peaceful painting after another after another while the viewers clapped and cheered. They thought these are peaceful. But the tensions grew. There were only two paintings that remained. One of the judges pulled the cover off of one of the last two remaining, and, and a hush fell over the crowd. You see, this painting was a painting of a mirror-smooth lake that reflected a lacy green birches under the soft blush of the evening sky. Along the grassy shore, a flock of sheep grazed undisturbed. They thought, surely, this is the winner. This has got to be the winner. 
The man of the vision finally uncovered the last one. And the crowd gasped in surprise. They thought, could this be peace? Really? You see, this is a painting of a tumultuous waterfall that cascaded down a rocky precipice, and the crowd could almost feel the cold, penetrating spray. Stormy gray clouds threatened to explode with lightning, wind, and rain. And in the midst of the thundering noises and bitter chill, one single spindly tree hanging onto the rocks at the edge of the fall. And one of the branches just reached out in front of the torrential waters as foolishly seeking to experience its full power. A little bird had built a nest in the elbow of that little branch. Content and undisturbed by the stormy surroundings, she rested on her eggs. With her eyes closed and her wings ready to cover her little ones, she manifested peace that transcends all earthly turmoil. True peace in God is one constant that circumstances can never change unless we let it. This morning, our bottom line is simply this. In Christ, peace is 100% possible. Father God, this morning, there's so many troubling situations for so many people in this moment. The thought of peace just seems improbable, impossible. But God, out of faith, we just read in your word, Lord, that In these circumstances, we can find peace. In these tribulations, Lord, we trust that you can bring us comfort. We do it through relationship with Christ. We we, we do it with a conversation with you. We do it because you tell us that we need to do it. God, we tell and we we know that because of where we're going to go someday, the peace of heaven that's in front of us. God, in this day, I pray for each person who's going through some kind of trial and tribulation, God. I pray that you'll, you yourself will personally take care of that, that they'll bring peace and comfort. I pray that there are others who can come around the people going through tribulations and, and, and through Christ be part of the answer of finding peace. God, I don't know the situation. There's a heavy heart. Lord, would you lift that person up this morning with your peace and your love. And God, if there's anyone who doesn't have a relationship with Christ, would you spur them to come forward after the service or talk to a friend or talk to a ministry leader? And Lord, for parents who have kids who came to Bible school, vacation Bible school this week, Lord, would you just give them the excitement to talk to them about the gospel, about your love, about the different color balloons and what they mean. And Lord, if any of those children are ready to receive you, that that parent will be the one to lead them to a saving grace, lead them to a connection, a relationship with God and Jesus and an opportunity to go to heaven for eternity. God, we're so excited for those opportunities. God, we want to love you in all we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand? Maybe you're struggling. Maybe the situation you're in, just you got to talk to I'd be glad to talk with you. There are other ministry leaders or other people, but just don't keep it, don't, don't keep it to yourself. 
There's so many ways to get a hold of us. You can call the church. You can just talk to me after the service. You can do a connect card. We use those a lot. I encourage you, recommit to a quiet time, a real quiet time, which just you and God for however long that is, whenever in the day you can do that. And man, there's a next step. We have man camp coming up. I'm telling you, this is going to be a great time, not just to connect as men, but also to connect with Jesus Christ. We've got some great messages planned. We're going to end with communion on Saturday. And by the way, yes, we will have some porta potties out there, okay? It's going, to be old, it's going to be old school, but we're going to do that. And then also, if you're interested in looking for an opportunity to serve, I'd love to connect with you as well. As you go, follow this command. Let not your hearts be troubled. Stop stressing out, God says, right? Stop stressing out. That's the command. We need to follow that. Trust him to give you the capability to follow that command. Go in peace.